Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Brought to you by the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Hello, friends. Jack, Flight School O'Brien here, uh, also known as Jack. Still can touch Ned if I get a running start and haven't eaten heavy breakfast to O'Brien. Uh, both nicknames that I go by. Inviting you to check out Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties for a weekly basketball conversation with me and my co-host from the Daily Zeitgeist, Miles Gray. We are joined by comedians, writers, podcasters, and fellow NBA fans as we discuss the latest news and events from around the league. Check it out. Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties. Brought to you by the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. John and Ken Show. John Cobell and Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You say the same thing every time, same old, same old. We know this is KFI. We're stuck in the same place, so. We are. We've got to give this same information. It's the definition of insanity. We just keep repeating the same thing in the same place. Come back and do it again, and then do it again, and then do it again. Well, yesterday during the show, we had a good one to play. It was uh, U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa. Speaking on the Senate floor about the nomination of Eric Garcetti as the next ambassador to India. And we're following this story because, man, we want him to land hard. Mm-hmm. We want his fall to be heard around the world. And we're hoping that's exactly what happens when his nomination is pulled because it's been sitting there for a year and a half. Everything seemed fine. The U.S. Senate confirmed, the committee confirmed his nomination and went to the, did not go to the full floor. Because a whistleblower organization out of Washington, D.C. got involved representing several former Garcetti staffers saying, wait a minute, hold on. This man is lying. He certainly had knowledge of his former aide Rick Jacobs' behavior to other staffers. It was the talk of the office. Yet under oath, Garcetti's acting like, huh? No, never saw anything, never heard anything about it. No. And there was even a joke inside the L.A. mayor's office that uh, they were surprised there wasn't a lawsuit yet. Well, there was a lawsuit eventually by an LAPD officer who acted as security for Garcetti and was harassed by this Rick Jacobs. And what I liked about Grassley, which I don't think we really mentioned yesterday, in his speech opposing Garcetti's nomination, he, of course, went through the sex harassment stuff, but he added racism. Did you notice that? Yeah, because uh, Jacobs would make inappropriate racist comments towards staff. He made a he made a Asians. Uh, yes, he made a slide. I looked that up and I saw exactly what he said. 
blatant racist remarks towards Asians and other minorities. I just saw the Asian reference. It's a a common slur against uh, Chinese people. To probably see someone in the Garcetti inner circle was probably Chinese or Asian. And Uh, I don't know to uh, to rib them with that, I guess. In addition to everything else, he does grabbing people's cheeks, putting his hands over people's crotches. And you know what? All the behavior is, is really bad. But what is sinking Garcetti, I think, more than anything else, is he lied to all the senators on the committee. He lied right. to them. And it's that clear he, was he lied to them. completely unaware. And it's one thing to lie when you're saying, well, I didn't see anything. But to lie that you were unaware? Come on. What's, what's There weird? wasn't anybody in that city office because this man was very powerful, Jacobs. He'd walk around doing whatever he wanted to. And uh, obviously that included groping people. Right. And, and, and Garcetti knows he lied. I mean, unless he's completely pathologically insane, right? I mean, there are some people who compulsively lie and don't even know they're lying. They believe what they're saying in the moment. But mm-hmm. Garcetti knows that he lied, and the senators know that they were lied to. And they're actually trying to do him a favor by not bringing it up for a vote and embarrassing him, because then they also embarrass the president. And the curious thing is why uh, the Biden administration doesn't pull the nomination. I'll never say... Why doesn't Biden? Because I'm not sure he, you know, he knows where he is. But why is the administration not pulling Garcetti and also not insisting on a vote? And why don't they, if an, if an ambassador is so important, why don't they need one? All right. Well, they're not insisting on a vote because the votes are not there. Well, that well, then, seems th- to be the common belief. Then surrender. Then pull the nomination, come up with some fake excuse that he wants to spend more time with his family. You know, that nonsense. Because here's the argument. India is the current chair of the G20. So there's a lot of diplomatic activities between the two countries. And, of course, India is at the center of all this involving Ukraine, China. Oh, they're obviously one well, of the largest they, countries but, in the world. So get, uh, get They in. haven't had an ambassador now coming up on two years. I, I understand why India might be important, but clearly the Biden administration doesn't think it's that important to have they a, don't, right, a to full-time let this hang. representative. So there's something strange about this story. I, I don't know. Has Garcetti got photos of somebody in the administration? So, in fact, we I thought Garcetti's photo co- collection would be fascinating. If, if Grassley was making this speech yesterday, we thought something might be stirring. So producer Ray reached out to the whistleblower people. They, of course, were prime. They represented, among others, Naomi Seligman who used to be the communications director for Garcetti, and she's the one that's trying to stop this and make the world and the U.S. Senate aware of this man's lies. And we, we asked them, if, and obviously they would know something, and they said, no, uh, because Senator Grassley and others have signaled their opposition, it would require a cloture vote to bring the nomination to the floor. Now, is that, John, the filibuster thing? Is that what that's you have to have That's the filibuster, 60? yeah. Yeah, so he'd have to. Now, that could happen because there's 50 Democrats and it would just take 10 Republicans to move it to the floor. But she wrote that's a relatively cumbersome procedure that will give everyone notice. So that's why he thinks this is not happening right away. I guess Grassley just decided he wanted to make this speech and maybe the timing has something to do with that. I believe it would also open up for debate on the Senate floor. That's what it does, right? So, uh, and and what's that debate going to be like? It's embarrassing for everybody involved. So I, I go back to the beginning again. Why hasn't the Biden administration given up on this uh, on this character? He's damaged goods. Good question. I don't know. He's radioactive. 
He's not going to get to be the ambassador. And no, I, I move on. Like, I don't see why they don't move on. I uh, mean, by the way, how powerful is Garcetti and his family to keep the Biden administration hoping he, that they can get this nomination through? And he's not that smart. And he, he, he's the biggest failure in, in L.A. political history. So w- just based on what he's done to Los Angeles the last nine and a half years, why would you want to attach uh, that anchor to the administration in any way, even a peripheral way like an ambassadorship? He's a loser. Clearly a loser. Well, when so, we come back, uh, he did an interview with CNN Politics. Huh. This woman used to be with the LA Times. I remember her we, name, Maeve Reston. We've talked about some of her stuff before. Yeah, I guess yeah. she's now with CNN. Oh, my God. Was this a slobber fest or what? Th- this was a bit of the, uh, yeah, this uh, was, tongue this bath was, This was a tongue bath. Uh, it didn't start out that way, but by the end, good Lord. Wow. But she does ask him, but this is what I mean about him. He also is such a phony and a fake. He's trying to convince her in this interview that, oh, my stalled nomination was actually a gift. And I'll explain why it was a gift. Because he's really, really a bizarre person who I think is going to blow. I keep saying that. I know. I know. I can see him at a mental institution eventually because he's really got a lot going on on there. It's at odds with the real world. Well, hopefully, uh, you know what? One day we're going to get those uh, police records of those domestic disputes he was involved in. (laughs) One day. We'll talk about this interview uh, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to day three of our homeless state of emergency in L.A. Oh, John, yeah. did you notice anything? I, I, I forgot. I, I didn't see anything going on today. I, I didn't see. Well, did you see homeless people? Oh, yeah, I saw homeless people. But well, I, well, it just means they're not gone yet. So I, clearly this is not working yet. I, I didn't see anybody trying to get them off the streets, though. No, no outreach. See, I thought with the emergency, you'd be seeing people every day cajoling and, 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 and pulling and tugging and, and getting the homeless into... Uh, and literally cutting through the red tape right there on right. the street. That's right. right. I didn't a big pair of scissors. I didn't see any red tape. I didn't see any scissors. Nah. I didn't, right. I, there was, it was just like any other day before the emergency. Well, play the horn again, Eric Sklar, because we have another emergency. We have another emergency? We do. Now Just been announced. What? A drought emergency for all of Southern California. No, no, no. It was raining two days ago. Yeah, I know. Strange timing. (laughs) There is. Were uh, these people outside over the weekend? The the decision came. (laughs) Seven million people were dependent on supplies from the State Water Project. Uh, this is the reservoirs, canals, and dams that bring water from Northern California down here. Oh, uh, they're no, no, putting f- everybody on alert that we may be running out. They're full so. of crap. They're, they're having uh, huge snowfalls in the uh, Sierra, Sierra Nevada mountains. I know. Big snowfalls. They don't think it's enough. Every time that happens, no, the Times has to run a story. It's not enough. It's- <laughs> don't get your hopes up. For years, they would tell us, you know, when it didn't snow, oh, this is a sign of war, global warming and climate right. change. But now, you know, you try to play the reverse argument on them. Look, it rained. It snowed a lot. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's not enough. (sighs) Okay. That's asses. Oh, we just got word that tomorrow at 5, coming back on our show is Naomi Seligman. Uh, She's the whistleblower in the Garcetti story. Yeah, the former mayor's communications director, Garcetti's communications director. All right. You really push this, that his nomination should be scuttled. Now, you see, if we didn't have this this, uh, uh, woke left-wing media, (laughs) there'd be a reporter who would get the story as to why the Biden administration is holding on to this loser. 
There's a story here. Yeah, I think you're right. Yes. All right, and and I don't think it would be Is hard it to get loyalty because he campaigned for Biden. Yeah, he was he was a, he was a big fundraiser for Biden. He was one of the first major uh, political officials to come out for Biden way back before, while Biden was still you know in the primary process right at the beginning. This um, is after Garcetti stopped running for president, though. Because he yes. was kind of fishing around back in 2020 or 2019. I forget which. You know that 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 story that we uh, did. He spent 112 days in one 12 month period out of town, largely trying to plant the seeds for his presidential run. That that's almost four months. 112 days. So you know, whenever anybody says, "Oh, he wasn't really running," yes, he was running. If you spent four months out of town on one issue, what other issue would there be anyway for four months? Takes me back to that inside word from his inner circle that he was planning a presidential library someday. Yeah. No, he had his life set. No, he does. He thinks he is the golden child. <laughs> he sat down with CNN for one of these dopey legacy interviews. The reporter, though, was Maeve <laughs> Reston who used to be with the El Segundo Times. And she was terrible with the Times. She is a complete suck-up. They to, all are. To, to, to left-wing politicians. Her, she particularly, slobbers over Garcetti. He says that the delay in his confirmation as ambassador has actually been an unexpected gift. It's going to allow me to work through the last day of my term. And there, I would be there for the finishing of the Crenshaw line, which will bring transit to LAX. <laughs> <laughs> and deal with the crisis like the leaked audio tapes that came out of City Hall. Wow. What's he doing about that? And I'm here to see the city through the end of the crisis of COVID. <laughs> to me, it was a gift. It made me have no guilt about leaving a day early. Wow. See what, what a strange what, creature this is? Dealing with the crisis? He didn't do uh, anything. He didn't say boo. I mean... He you didn't. know how you like to say that you think that happy people are actually miserable inside and probably yes. have a very bad... Oh, well, this is a great example. Yeah, yeah. No, this, 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 this person is really troubled. This is actually fascinating psychologically as to what's going on. He has all these prepared, pat responses to the questions. And he doesn't deviate. He gives the same answer every time. It's, and they're always like optimistic mm. and very uh, happy. Oh, no, of. it was a blessing. Oh, right. Everything, everything happens for a reason. <laughs> And then, of course, asked about his accomplishments. Here comes the Olympics again, which I repeat, nobody oh, else wanted. It was Paris and L.A. Paris won, and we got the next Olympics in oh, 2028. But, but you have to read Maeve Reston's question. Yeah. When you think about your major accomplishments all the way back to when you were a council member, what the hell? Major accomplishments? Back when he was a council member? What is she, what is she doing this? Well, Why is she doing this, I mean? He does admit Los Angeles is a harder place to live in than the L.A. I grew up in. Just about everybody feels that way, and that was his small way of saying it's a dump. Yeah, you may, and you, yeah. A harder place, but he's like, oh, affordability and things like that. <laughs> oh, and we accomplished things on climate change. <laughs> right. The Green New Deal is the strongest of any city in the world. Oh Nothing's God. changed in the climate. It's exactly the same climate. Oh, but they're banning styrofoam, so... But, no, the thing, thing is, they, they, every day, they're constantly carrying on about, oh, there's terrible drought, oh, the heat wave. It's, it's, I, well, we're in the midst of a crisis. we got to get all the cars off the road. So they, they're admitting that nothing, nothing they've done has had any effect on the climate. They, they claim the climate is worse than ever. So finally, she gets to the homelessness question. Oh, this is great. 
Well, 40 years of inaction is responsible for it. The curve just kept going up, but we have flattened the curve. Really? <laughs> where, where have I heard that before? And I believe we're starting to bend it. I'll tell you who's bent. <laughs> I... We cleaned up Venice. Oh, you liar. That was Sheriff Ian Aueva. <laughs> yeah. But both he and Baden take credit for Venice getting cleaned up. And people there will tell you it's not exactly cleaned no, up. No, no, no. There's tons They're of They're just settling in other parts of the, of the town. No, he's, such a, he's such a liar. What, he's just a compulsive liar. And, and Reston doesn't call him out on it. Does she not know the truth? Or maybe she, she's not in Venice. She wouldn't know. I, I, I'm baffled by this. Um, this is CNN, by the way. This is from the CNN What Matters newsletter. I guess it's some online uh, uh, part of uh, CNN.com. Yeah, it's, this is some, it's filed under CNN politics. Right. Uh, this is why I have it from the website. So I, I thought CNN was, was uh, going to be, become more, uh, more real. They were going to do uh, straight journalism. I guess not. They're still uh, committing sex acts on left-wing politicians. Yeah, speaking of sex acts, the interview ends by asking him about his bucket list. <laughs> Are you still trying to see all the countries in the world? I think I'm close to 100 now. One thing that was on my bucket list, I didn't say it to anyone, but at our staff party, I finally got to crowd surf. They lifted me up and just started doing it. Is Rick Jacobs in there? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. That was on his bucket list to crowd surf? Yeah, oh, I guess lifted have... up by the crowd and passed around. You know what that is, right? Yeah, so I guess he liked everybody's hands on him. That's kind of the idea I got yeah. out of it, too. That's yeah. why I said Rick Jacobs is in there. <laughs> the song was Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer. Wow. Uh, what screenplay would you write with someone else, potentially? I was working on a musical a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> There's a surprise. <laughs> I thought it would be really interesting in L.A. It starts with the riots and ends with the Northridge earthquake. As the internet first comes around. Wait, this he's going to write a musical about an earthquake? And, and the riot. riots of 92, yeah. <laughs> this is really a damaged person. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> wow. We'll have more on Garcetti. How come Garcetti that didn't make the stage? Later in the show, because that story you mentioned yesterday about the sidewalks is a good one. And uh, the person that wrote that, that's no tongue bath. That appeared in Curb, which is part of New York Magazine, and uh, no fan of uh, of Garcetti's because he promised to be the back to basics mayor and fix the sidewalks. But as you have pointed out, even during this half hour, he got distracted and sidelined by running for president in higher office. Can I, can I tell you something though? I the, the interview we just read, I read the whole interview, but I missed the musical question because I I think I blacked out after the surf the body surfing question. Or, or the crowd surfing question, right? Oh, I saved the I, musical for you. I thought I, you'd find that no, really funny. I, I saw, <laughs> I, the crowd surfing thing got me so pissed off. He plays the piano, so that's why he was working on a musical. He does play the piano, which, I, by the way, he's not had time for. I was working on a I've read two novels in 10 years. Yep. <laughs> I was working he wants on some me time. Oh, that's what he says. I want to spend a little time on who I want to be. <laughs> How about somebody real instead of this phony liar? Oh, no, this is what? classic, classic what a, interview. What a case. Hello, Angelinos. I can wear yoga pants. All right, again, we'll have Naomi Seligman on the show tomorrow at 5 about that nomination. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, about that nomination. That, which is, <laughs> you're right. Maybe she'll be able to answer your question, why are the Biden people sticking with him? That's a good question. <laughs>
All right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. We'd like to formally welcome you to the rest home of old Joe. Welcome to Bidenville, everyone. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. There's a man on the moon or whatever, you know, something, or you know, whether those aliens are here or not. I, I commuted for 36 years as president vice president of the United States. A lot of the folks in Amtrak became my family. Not a joke. I was on the television, on television. I was on the telephone. And every time I hear hail of the chief wonder, where the hell is he? Turn around and where, where's, where's the president? What, what, I can't remember it. I was in the foot, 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 excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping. For Secretary of Health and Education, I nominate Javier Bacaria. President Harris is a proud Howard alum. Let's go, Brandon, I agree. I got them $1.9 trillion relief so far. Club Tucker. Yeah. Kleptocracy and club, the guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. And now, to give you a tour of Bidenville before your extended stay, here's John and Ken. John Cobalt and Ken Shampoo, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It's been a while. Since we made our way into Bidenville, a brand new poll out from CNN says that 59% of Democrats prefer someone other than Joe to be the party's nominee in 2024. That's that's a big number. Democrats, 59%. Coming up on two-thirds. Only 51% said they would definitely vote for Biden if he were the nominee. 28% say they probably would vote for Biden. However, if he is the nominee, 86% would support it, would likely support, because obviously the they don't want to vote for the other guy. If right? if the Democrats don't have a credible candidate against Biden, then he'll win easily the nomination. And if he runs against Trump, he'll probably beat Trump. So uh, both he and Trump have to have competition. If they don't have sustained competition, then uh, then yeah, they're good. They, you could have the two of them back in it. Politico did a story that's a website obviously devoted to all things politics, kind of left wing, uh, on why it seems very slow, this campaign for 2024. Uh, Really, only Trump has announced there's a couple of people with exploratory committees. The theme of it is everybody's waiting to see what Biden's going to do. And uh, he apparently, according to this report from Politico, one of the meetings he was having with his aides, he was venting over so many stories in the media about his age. He finally, quote, said, you think I don't know how bleeping old I am? And he used the F word. <laughs> he has frequently vented to allies about how often his age is mentioned in the press. It's not about the age. It's about his physical and mental condition. But he thinks he's fine. Chuck Grass. 
Well, of course, people who have dementia always think they're fine. Fine. Yeah. I had arguments with my mother-in-law. She thought she was, well, not arguments, but she was very testy because I would take her to doctor's appointments, and she was really upset that I was driving her there. And she started to tell me that, you know, I was part of the conspiracy, that, hmm. you know, we're all, we're all lined up against her. My dad did the same thing. My dad called me up uh, from his assisted living. When I was on vacation and said that all the nurses and the doctors had conspired against him at, at the home. They always, uh, both of them had dementia and both of them they thought were fine. And both of them thought there were family medical conspiracies operating. I, and that's just the way the brain deteriorates. Yeah. And he's got the same thing. Yeah, the story recaps uh, a lot of his gaffes. I mean, you heard our Bidenville play, but... Lately, it seems when he's on stage, he gets completely lost after he reads off the teleprompter. He doesn't know whether to go right or to left. Apparently, last week, there was an event where a little girl took him by the hand yes. and let him off the stage. He was about to drift off yeah. to, to go go off to the left, and she directed him to turn over to the right. And brought, yeah. He brought, has a strange robot. I'm looking at one video now, the strange robotic way of walking, then stopping, then turning like a robot his whole body moves at once mm -hmm. right left and he's kind of looking out there can somebody help me where do i go how right. do i get out of here because the signals that go from the brain to the muscles and from the muscles back to the brain are no longer working well there's a disruption going on so it's yeah. not because so, most of us walk and move without thinking right when you yeah. see somebody moving that stiffly and robotically he's got to think what am i doing where am i going it's not happening naturally anymore because the transmission lines are now disrupted from the decay. I didn't know this. Apparently what he met for the French president, he took the French president's hand and arm and continued to shake it for like 45 seconds. And apparently French president Macron was trying to unglue himself from Biden. But... <laughs> and Macron also tried to help guide Biden because he saw Biden was drifting off and turning around. And, and so he, he, took his arm and, and directed him back towards oh. the front. Yeah, everybody knows. I'm sure it's the talk of the whole the whole world, right? Not all a joke. The, all the other political leaders know. I guess they do. Yeah, they but, do. Uh... Because, because if something happens, let, let's say some terrible things happen, right? Russia starts uh, you know, launching nuclear attacks. You, you might have to talk to somebody other than Biden. You know, you have to have the the emergency list of phone numbers. All right, who are we going to call if it's 2 in the morning and Biden is in some kind of haze? Who's the next one on the list? Kamala Harris? No, no, not her. Somebody else. <laughs> you know, all this stuff doesn't matter until something really dramatic happens. And then it's a real oh crap moment. And now we have this uh, bit of audio from Biden's spokeshole. And they're going to hate this, John. They call her uh, KGP, Karine Jean-Pierre. That's just stupid. Just like Kevin DeLeon is KDL. Anybody that has more than two names, it's too much what for it, the what, press. What is so. it? What, what is it? When, did, when did that start? Why can't uh, you say the whole name? I would say in the era of texting where people now use letters to indicate, so you know. everyone's talking now the way they text. Like OTW is on the way. It's just OTW. No. Yeah, I don't even understand half of those. <laughs> You're old. Okay. No, I, I, I deal in words. 
I'd like, like to uh, object real quick. What? Yes. Lyndon Bain, Bain Johnson was called LBJ back in the day, so it started then. All right, that is true. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> he wants to object on behalf of his You're kind uh, of cherry on behalf of the young sure. people, on behalf of his yeah. idiot generation <laughs> that can't speak in full words anymore. <laughs> so they asked uh, his spokeshole, "What's going to happen with all the money?" that this Sam Bankman-Fried gave to the Democratic Party. Now that the whole thing is corrupt, it's a bankruptcy. Uh, he gave $10 million backing Biden's campaign in the 2020 election. Most of that indirectly went to like the DNC, but it was meant to support a lot of it, Biden's campaign against yeah. Trump. Uh, here's how it went with the question and answer. Cut one. So look, I'm covered here by the Hatch Act, uh, limited on what I can say, and anything that's connected to political contributions uh, from here, I, I, I would have to refer you to the DNC. I'm, I'm asking the president's opinion, though. Uh, you know, does he want those people who... No, you asked me two questions. You asked me about will he return the donations, and then you asked me about his opinion. I'm answering the first part, which is I'm covered by the Hatch Act from here. I'm limited to what I can say, and I just can't talk to political contributions or anything related to that. I cannot speak about it from here. And it's his opinion, though. I, I just, it just cannot speak to this uh, from here. Even his opinion, even his thoughts about uh, the contributions, donations, I cannot speak from it, from about that from here. And then are you covered by the Hatch Act? I am covered by the Hatch Act, which I'm happy to say the over Hatch and over Act. again mm. because we Good believe in the law here. Good old Orrin Hatch, I think the it's U.S. Self, senator. Self-evident what the Hatch Act is. You're not supposed to mix politics with official duties. But usually at this point, like somebody at the DNC would say, we're returning this money. Well, maybe they it's now don't... considered dirty money. It belongs well, to the investors it's in FTX. Stolen. Yeah, it's stolen money. I know. You would think you would think by now somebody would already be saying that. I don't uh, know. Not this woman doesn't have to say it, but maybe, somebody with the DNC that but maybe they raked in all this money from Sam Bankman-Fried. Maybe they want to keep it. They're a bunch of crooks too, but that doesn't play well with the uh, with the uh, court I don't know. Of public opinion. Does it, does any scandal matter anymore? Appearances. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken KFI AM six forty live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. Check your texts. I just sent you something. Okay. Oh, the border is going to be overrun like never before. Now that Title forty two is about to end, that was a health order implemented by the Trump administration over COVID-19 and trying to keep the company safe from too many people coming in here with the virus. Anyway, we'll talk to Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI, on the latest on that at 3.05. All right, so the story you wanted me to see is headlined, Body Cam Footage and, big letters and, The Hammer Used in the Paul Pelosi Attack is Shown for the First Time in Court. David, uh, I don't know, how do you decide? DePap told cops he wanted revenge on Dems for... Dems for persecuting Trump and had other targets, including Gavin Newsom, Tom Hanks, and, and Hunter Biden. He wanted to give the hammer to all those. Oh, he would uh, he was gonna use the hammer against everybody? Well, he had a second hammer. He had a bag. <laughs> if I had a hammer. No, he had a smaller hammer. And uh Yeah, he, they they had the contents of his backpack. Right. Uh, so he revealed. Wa- he wanted to whack Newsom, Tom Hanks, and Hunter Biden. And the That's other, his preferred instrument of revenge, huh? a hammer. Another twist is, do you remember NBC had a report which described the police interaction with DePap and Pelosi in the first minutes, and then NBC pulled the report? Well, it turns out the NBC report was correct. They got all those details accurate, 
And now you wonder why did NBC pull it? Was there pressure from uh, Pelosi? Well, let's explain what this is about. The fact that Paul Pelosi didn't react much was his way of trying to stay calm and not agitate this man to smash his head earlier. That appears to be what he was doing. Some are using that to imply they knew each other and had a sex relationship. I think that's a ridiculous jump. But that's not what NBC said. NBC reported it accurately. Other people made the leap. Exactly. the truth was that Pelosi answered the door. Well, somebody at NBC decided we don't want to give them any fodder with their ridiculous conspiracies. That's not NBC's purpose in life. NBC is supposed to explain what happened. And and I, he must have had a source, the, the reporter in this case, had a source with the police, and he got an accurate reading of what the police said happened. It's and, describing how Pelosi did not verbally cry for help or seem panicked when the cops arrived. I think that was a good course of action to take, but, although he still got hammered. Okay, <laughs> but I don't see... He might have been killed if he started yelling. I, and, I See, I don't know. I don't think it was because it gave this guy more time to do the deed. I think Pelosi should have jumped in the cop's arms and say, he's trying to kill me, he's trying to kill me. <laughs> well, I, I think that's what you ought to do. You don't walk Well, they were back. struggling over the hammers when the cop, the, over the hammer when the cops came in there. That's what was happening. Yeah, well, he didn't. So he was trying to do something. Right, but that was after they answered the door and he was calm and he didn't say anything that there was something terrible happening. Okay, where are you going with this? Do you believe, I realize, all right, so what? The NBC guy's report was true. Do well, you really believe that these two were having a sexual relationship? I never said that. I know, but you, you keep, keep feeding this conspiracy line no, with I, these stories. Because I just want to know why they're, they, they pulled back a story that was true. I'm trying to figure out just how deeply embedded the, the, you know, the Democratic Party is with all the journalists that I, as a normal news consumer, can't trust what I'm reading. But I think this is insignificant. No, it, I, I, it's, it's I a, think it, it, it's a curious. It is. Cup. No, it's a, well. If it, you believe that he was attacked by a man who wanted revenge on the Pelosi's, why do you care about that? Well, because that particular act is, is part of the reason he got whacked in the head, because he didn't tell the cops immediately it was an emergency. And, and no, the, the cops, cops came in spring. and they wanted them to put the hammer down. And that's when this guy said, well, that's it. I got to do what I got to do. And that's when he hit Pelosi. He realized the jig is about up. I got to do something here. That's really what, how it played out the way I read the story. Well, I read it a little differently that he didn't immediately make it clear that he was in danger. And maybe maybe both are true. He tried to keep the guy calm when he called 911. I mean, he wouldn't have made the 911 call if he didn't. <laughs> didn't want this man removed from his home so um but he tried not to tip the guy off that's what he was doing and then when the cops got there he didn't want the guy to get agitated he thought maybe now that the cops have appeared he'll just give himself up so he didn't want to just scream out and try to run he might get smashed he got smashed anyway so it didn't work but i think that's what he was trying to do that's just my my take on all right whole thing. i mean if you're the if you're the husband of nancy pelosi you got to believe people want to kill both of you so he's probably had this in his head for some time. That, I also this, that this day could happen. I, I I don't. It says here the situation had been calm until this moment, with Pelosi repeatedly trying to soothe the intruder and not panic him. But when the cops screamed, "Drop the hammer!" he pulled it back out of Pelosi's grip and used it to strike him in the head. But the report was when they got there, the two of them were holding the hammer together. Right, but Pelosi wasn't. 
wasn't making it clear that the, that he was that he was in danger. I why, why why didn't the cops go and grab the hammer immediately? Why did they scream drop the hammer? Because that that caused. Well, there is a moment where they don't know what's going on. They don't realize who's the uh, perpetrator and who's the victim. They yeah, don't know well, that. See, I think Pelosi needed to make that clear. I'm talking about you know in terms of survival. Like if I was in this situation, what would I do? And you've got to let the police know that you're the good guy. This See, he is the chose a different strategy was to be calm and let this thing play out calmly and rather than agitate this guy into immediate action like murder. Well, he got That's a right. hammer. He got a hammer in the head for it. Uh, it, I didn't say it worked. I just no. said that was... <laughs> All right, more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark, live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Bosch at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. 